We all know you can drive with the check engine light on for a little bit. It's possible. You just don't want to. Right. Because one of two things will happen. Um, you'll either break down at an inopportune time and it'll be at a moment that's not convenient. Right. Uh, or uh, when you break down, it'll damage other parts of the car. This is the Leading Second Podcast, where we are on a mission to equip local churches everywhere to raise uncommon leaders. The Leading Second Podcast releases every Thursday morning, so hit follow and share this episode with your team. Now, let's jump into another episode for all of us who lead from the middle, from the second chair for the second chair. This is Leading Second. Hey everyone, I'm Brandon Stewart. Welcome back to our final episode of season five of the Leading Second Podcast. So excited and honored uh, that you're here today. And I am joined right from the jump with my better half. Hello. My beautiful wife, Lindsay. Say what's up to everybody. What's up? I'm excited to be here. Yeah, we're going to have some fun today. We're concluding what has been an incredible season on the podcast. Yeah. And this has sort of become a tradition for us to put out a episode uh, right at the end of the year. And our hope is just to kind of fuel uh, the start of your year. Yeah, absolutely. It's an so, important time of year. Uh, we figured there's very few, if any, conversations more important than the one we're going to have today. So yeah. we're excited about that and um, using it to wrap up an important season on the podcast. Before we get into it, though, today, I want to say I am so excited. We are so excited about Leading Second Camp 2023 yeah. uh, coming up in just a few weeks. Yeah. And uh, we wanted to remind you registration is open. There is a seat with your name on it for camp this year. Of course, Leading Second Camp was sort of born out of this idea of where do leaders get refreshed? Yeah. You know, where do leaders in the second chair find resources and relationships and refreshing uh, for, you know, our seat, our place in the kingdom? And you're sort of the one actually that came up with the name camp. Yeah, I did in that fateful meeting when we were like, wow, <laughs> what is this going to be? But I think it's just a, it's, it's to kind of set your mind with the tone of what's going to happen. And, right. and, and maybe, maybe you come in with uh, some expectation of like having a camp experience with God. That's right. Uh, you know, and kind of come and get what you need. It's going to be so good. And Pastor Larry Bry is joining us again this year. We have some other guests doing oh, yeah. sessions. It's, mm -hmm. it's going to be brilliant happening in two locations, Salt Lake City, Utah, Calgary, Alberta, yep. come on Canadians. So uh, wherever you're at, whichever one's easier for you to get to, yeah. whichever dates work for you, uh, will you consider joining us at Leading Second yeah. Camp 2023? Bring your team. Uh, it won't be the same without you. And, we'd and there love is to have limited the space. I know that sounds really you know, like a gimmick, but like we really only have it's true. A certain number of seats will fit in the auditoriums that we're in. So like, it's true. Don't wait. <laughs> it's true. It's going to be so good. going to be so good. I'm also excited to announce that we have a new avenue of coaching that we're opening up for 2023 uh, around the subject we're going to be talking about today on this episode. And that's family and ministry. I yeah. went to Lindsay a few weeks ago and I said, this is a real passion point for you. Would you mm -hmm. want to help couples and staff spouses get yeah. it right in ministry. Yeah. 
And you said yes. I did. So I'm putting you out here now on the it's podcast. It's on the podcast. It's real life now. So if you head to our website, you're going to see on our coaching site, you're going to see a place to reach out for more information on family and ministry uh, coaching. If you are in ministry with a family, if you are maybe married to someone in ministry, Lindsay, yeah. both of us really, but Lindsay is going to drive this. Lindsay would love to spend some time with you yeah. and talk with you and help you. Man, this space. is, it's just an area that we, we, it, I, I really believe that the devil really attacks us in the area of our family. That's and, right. you know, if he can't take down one spouse, he's going to go after the other. He's going to go after That's your right. kids. And I, I really believe that this is an area that we can strengthen. That's and, right. um, I just really have a heart for you leading second so that you can run strong, whether right. you are, um, on staff at church or whether you're in the marketplace, uh, coming alongside someone who's on staff, I really feel like we can uh, grow together and and just build our relationships and our families and make them strong. So I want to support you every way that I can. Okay. For today to land the plane. Oh boy. There so it is. <laughs> the land the plane <laughs> for the year. For the year. <laughs> Season five of the podcast, we wanted to have a really important conversation on family and ministry yeah. rhythms. Yep. I think we just started talking and, and asking ourselves how we could equip leaders in the middle uh, for the next year. Like yeah. what would be really important? And would you say, Lindsay, that this, if we get this wrong, that this is one of the topics that we see take leaders out of the game most? Oh my gosh. I, I mean, I think so. I think that there's, there's so much to it. There's kids and there's spouses um, you know, oftentimes maybe one of you is on staff and one of you is off staff, or right. maybe you're both on staff, whether it's just a whole nother thing. Um, but I think that there's, uh, there's so many different avenues where we can, um, maybe leave this neglected. Um, if, if, you know, if it's a busy season, you're in a busy church, a lot of our churches do a lot of things. Right. And so, um, this is an area that can get really neglected, but I, I agree with you. I think that this can take you out, uh, faster than almost anything. So we're going to go there today, and we recognize that these conversations aren't pretty or perfect. I mean, right. we're, we're doing our best to put on a slick little podcast here for you today, <laughs> but what you're not seeing is we're shoved in my office with yeah. the most ghetto setup you've ever seen. Right. Um, you know, we're, we scheduled this during nap time, yeah, <laughs> so the baby monitor is yep. on in the background <laughs> because we have a 20-month-old. Yeah. Um, our dog is probably up in our she's in her crate in our master closet right now probably howling howling. (laughs) and you know that's just the reality of ministry that ministry oftentimes has this backstage to it and we just want to take care of it you know first timothy chapter three is one of the lists of qualifications Mm. to lead in ministry and there's certain things on this list that get airtime um you know mainly things around your purity and you know, things like that rightfully. So, but I want to remind everybody what verses four and five say in that list, it says this, he must manage his own family well Mm. and see that his children obey him. And he must do so in a manner worthy of full respect. And then Paul goes on to say, if anyone does not know how to manage his own family, how can he take care of God's church? Wow. So this is not a misplaced conversation it's, or no, a bonus conversation. They're black and white. Yeah, this is 
essential leading your family is actually something that comes before leading in ministry. Yeah. That if we don't know how to do this, he's saying, how do we know how to take care of the family of That's God? Good. And so um, we come into this conversation today with a lot of grace, uh, probably some strong points. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have some scars of our own sure. uh, from along the way. So we don't present this to you as perfect people, but rather people that are in the wrestle with you. Yeah. We're, we're all kind of in this together. Yeah. We've been married 18 years now and right. we've been in ministry together for 20 years. Oof. If you can believe that. So, <laughs> uh, we, we've, we've been around the block a few times. Hey, funny thing. <laughs> you want to tell everybody I was your youth pastor. Oh my God. <laughs> well, you weren't my youth pastor. <laughs> no, I was. I, well, no, I was volunteering in the youth ministry as like a, a young adult. Still. You, I, was, I wasn't I was like one of your pastor. youth. <laughs> I think that's important to probably clarify, but well, I'm not talking about, I'm actually older than you. (laughs) True. I'm just saying I was your youth pastor. You were. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Here's our first premise today. It is possible for your family life and ministry life to be in rhythm. Do you agree with that? I do. I think that, um, I mean, first of all, why we're having this conversation is because if you, if you, there's so much um, fun to be had and so much uh, love and so much joy to be had if you get your family rhythm right. Um, it doesn't ha- your family doesn't have to be um, a, a pain point or a stress. Right. Um, I think it, yeah, it's a lot of work, but I think that um, putting the time and the work into it can make it right. really great. Thinking about rhythms. I, I, I heard you use this word rhythm quite a bit over the last few years. And I was kind of confused, like what, what even is a rhythm? Like, what is, what is it, what does that actually mean? Because, um, you know, I don't know, it just, it wasn't as clear to me. How do you get an actual rhythm? And so I kind of went on a little quest, uh, to, to figure out what, what is, what is a rhythm? In, in looking, I, I really think God pointed this out to me, but one of the strongest rhythms in our life is our heartbeat. Right. It's a continual rhythm. And, and, you know, you can watch it on the monitor at the doctors and it's up and it's down and it's up and, and right. it's, it's always going, but I, there's a, a description of it that I thought, um, kind of perfectly explains, uh, to me, um, maybe what kind of rhythm we need to be looking mm. for. Um, it says a pattern or flow created by the arrangement of stressed and unstressed movements. Mm. So I think a lot of times we, you know, if you think like, okay, I'm going to get into like a rhythm, you're trying to like get rid of stress or you're trying to rid yourself of all the things that are hard or like, you know, do it perfectly. Yeah, exactly. But, um, I think it, I think what a real rhythm is, is stressed and unstressed movements. So sometimes you're stressed. Sometimes there's that, that, um, pressure, you know, that you have, but periodic pressure isn't bad. It's actually a part of the rhythm. Yeah. I think we've said for a long time that you don't want a life without stress, right? You really don't No. Um, you you probably don't believe that when you are stressed, you, you don't want a life without stress. A life without stress is life without progress. Um, your, your growth and your comfort are never going to coexist. So stress that's managed Mm -hmm. and placed properly is good right? because it has the potential. It's usually a part of something in that case, that's moving you 
forward. Right. And I think stress is manageable when we can see the end. Right. In other words, stress is not a permanent condition we want to live in, but rather it's a rhythm, like you're saying, yeah. you know, stress followed by unstress that when you were describing this to me, which I think is just so brilliant. But when I was, when you were describing this to me, I was thinking about orange theory and I've of course like gone all in. Drank the Kool-Aid. I did. I drank the orange <laughs> Kool-Aid this year and I, I love it. And part of what I love about it is the time we spent on the treadmill, which I've never been a treadmill runner ever in my life. Right. But part of what I love about it is they structure the runs in such a way where there are sometimes a multiple, depending on the workout, where they take you to all out speed. They ask you to go all out. Mm. And an all out is your best effort. And they will yell at you the entire all out to say, <laughs> do you got any more? Do mm. you got it? Is there 15 seconds left? If you got any more in the tank, now's your moment. Wow. But there's two rules that they set to all outs is that number one, they're never longer than a minute. Okay. So they're usually either 30 seconds or a minute. Hmm. And number two, they're always followed by walking. Hmm. And you I thought a, that was oh, like so brilliant. Yeah, because like, you know, I can give my best because the stressed it's rhythm coming. is going to be followed by the unstressed it's rhythm. Good. I'm yeah. going to get myself to the red zone, but I will, through the walking, be able to get myself back down to the green zone. It's coming, and yeah. I just think we have heard a lot over the years in ministry about the all out and we'll, I'll preach all in till the day I die. Yep. But I don't think we understand, you know, how to not do it longer than a minute. And, uh, we don't understand what walking means sure. sometimes. Sure. And don't you think that, I mean, for at least for me, the walking helps me to give my best on the all out because right. I know the walking is coming. Yep. Absolutely. So by having this conversation today, we recognize that leading second leaders are not always completely in charge of our schedules. Right. That, that is a challenge. Right. And yeah. we recognize that that's actually yep. one of the tensions of leading in the middle. Mm -hmm. our, our lead pastors, for example, would have a little more control over their schedules than we do. So we um, we recognize that as we start talking about some of this Um we just want to encourage you as we're talking about some rhythms, we're going to offer you some practically here. And we just want to encourage you to be honest about what's actually available to you yeah. to take these principles and sort of move them into your life as best you can. You do have resources and vacation days and time yep. that is available to you. And I think too, you also have to decipher as we're talking, you have to decipher between what you want and what you need. Yep. Because there's some things that sound really great, but you have to ask yourself, I think, what, what, what do we really need? Which I think that's, that's super important, especially depending on your personality. Um, I know I'm a seven. <laughs> with a and wing I, of seven? Actually, well, with a wing I have of a wing of eight, <laughs> but I have probably my other wing is a seven. <laughs> um, no, but I, I definitely could fall within the wanting a lot of right. things, but um, really getting down to what is it that I need? Um I think even in our marriage, that's really helped like determine like, you know, with you traveling a lot, um, what is it that I need from you when you're home? What's right. important? Cause you know, I could have a, I could have a honey-do list on my along for you when you get home. Um, right. do I really want you doing those things or do you, I want you spending time with me, you right. know? So like kind of determining like on your list, what are the things that I actually need to, um, to feel rest or to feel love or to yep. feel like this relationship is, is really working. Yep. So a little hack just kind of coming from our hearts. First of all, before we get into this, if you're ever wanting to solve a, 
you know, kind of create a rhythm around something and solve a problem, I recommend you take the topic and you look at rhythms in terms of daily rhythms, weekly rhythms, monthly or quarterly and annual. In other, in other words, every part of your life could use daily rhythms, weekly rhythms, monthly or quarterly rhythms, and then annual rhythms. And if you'll do that, I believe the Holy Spirit will help you and give you some creativity around what that can look like. And, and your job is just to live within your rhythms, right? you know, manage those rhythms, manage those spaces. So today we're just going to take the, the topic of family and ministry and we are going to talk around just some of our favorite rhythms that we have yep. found helpful. Uh, these are simply ideas. They are not Holy Scripture. Right. Uh, they may or may not work for you, but they've helped us. And maybe you can take one of these and use it for yourself or, right. um, you know, get some insight into something that'll maybe work for you in a little different way. Well, I think the the whole point of this conversation is to get you talking to your spouse about what right. your rhythms should be for your family. And that's the whole point is exactly we're going to talk a little bit about maybe give you some ideas. But I mean, the main goal is for you to to sit down and, and look at your spouse in the eye right. and say, what are our rhythms and, and you know, what, what do we need to set up? So. Right. So let's first talk about daily rhythms. Okay. Because I've heard it said, you know, you will become who you are every day. Yeah. So you'll, you'll never outrun who you are every day that, that you, you can set greatest goals, you know, you want for your life, but if they don't make them into a daily routine, right. Um, then it won't matter. And maybe this is the most important one of them all. I think there's some flex to the rest of them, sure. but the place that you live every single day is in your daily rhythm. Yeah. And so something I heard along the way is that the simple goal of family life especially in ministry and especially, especially in busy seasons, that the whole goal is that you would make meaningful connection every single day with every person in your household, hmm. even if it's as short as 15 minutes. Yeah. Now, some days it needs to be longer, Sure. especially for quality time people. Right. So not proposing that that doesn't need to be longer sometimes, but just saying that, that on the busiest days, you know, we're in a really busy month when we're recording this right now. Yeah. Between December travel and Zane's in our Christmas production, which is enormous, yeah. you know, at church and our own life and planning for the holidays. You know, so it's just, it's bananas right, right now. Um, but I've really been looking around and asking myself, okay, what is something I can do? Little, tiny, small, even, but make meaningful connection um, with every member of my family every single day. Mm -hmm. I really try to maximize time in the car with Zane, you know, driver a million places right now. You right. know, I really try <laughs> to maximize moments of slowing down with our 20 month old with glow. I think for you and I, if it's like, if it's not till the end of the day, we at least need to sit and have a conversation or, you know, wh whatever it is, but just, just a few minutes of meaningful connection every mm -hmm. single day. Of course, speaking that person's love language. Now you right. and I, in fairness, neither you or I have quality time right. love language. This is true. So I, I think that's a little odd. I don't know. 
<laughs> I think it's. I odd. think it's a little lucky, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's also just God's grace for yeah. what we do, right? But but the point being is is knowing that like I yeah. I know for you, and we're going to talk about weekly in just a minute. But I know for you, you um you don't need quantity of time, but you like elements of fun time. Yeah. So so <laughs> you you're gonna want. You know, time can be a gift to your gifts person, but time can be a gift to you right. if it's fun and meaningful and purposeful. Yes. You know, so anyways, daily is no more complex than that. We're just offering you, can you make at least 15 minutes minimum on the busiest days, 15 minutes of meaningful connection yeah. with every person in your household? That's that cool. will at least provide a buffer. Now, if there's more time other days, take more time. Yeah. But this is on the busiest days. Right. Yeah, that's really good. Okay, so let's now talk about weekly rhythms. Because I also think that that once we master the daily, we need to look at the same principle, but a little more extended or a little bit more indulgent on a weekly. I think you had some thoughts on just kind of weekly rest rhythms. So I think that it's important for... In terms of rest, I think it's um, really important to identify, um, you know, how how you re- how you recharge and how you rest. Right. Both you and your spouse need to identify that. How how do I recharge? How do I rest? And then, but then there's there's weekly. You know, you have to figure out how that fits within your schedule for the week. Um, but I also think like rest rest is something so like you know, you think of the weekly Sabbath, you know, like, are you actually taking a Sabbath? Um, and I think sometimes in ministry, like it's not always going to be, it's not always going to look the same. Like maybe it's Wednesday mornings. I know for for us, a lot of times we go and have breakfast and just really chill and don't do a lot like in the non really busy, crazy times, Wednesday mornings, we have a breakfast out and it's, um, it's fun. It's, it's non work time. We're just kind of laughing. We like, we go to this same place every time for breakfast because <laughs> I don't know that's, I, there's really not a lot of good breakfast places, I guess, but, um, it's just a way for us to kind of rest and recharge and not have anybody need us or, you know, want anything or whatever. Of course we do right now have a 20 month old with us. So it's right that it's that kind of rest, but, um, I think what, you know, what is your, what is your weekly schedule look like? And then try to stick to that. Right. I realized, you know, I used to do a daily prayer walk um, a a while back. I think I needed it more in that season. I Mm. don't find myself as needing it as much. Maybe it's because it's winter and cold. I'm not sure. (laughs) Um, But I do need something every week. I do need. Right. I do need a weekly, like couple hours. Yeah. Protected, guarded. And so I think you and I have really just focused on the the weekly side about rest and recharging and really knowing how we recharge Yeah, and knowing how we rest, which is not Netflix, by the way. Yeah. Well, there's, so there's, you know, there's a difference between recharging and escaping. And I right. think I've definitely had seasons where I would escape, you know, Netflix. Um, I think you know, really quickly, the, the ways that you can recharge, um, physical activity, social time, personal time or private time. And, you know, we can go into those, you know, at a later date, kind of a little bit more, but the the whole thing is like, 
you know, maybe you need alone time, but like, are you, what are you doing during that alone time? Are you escaping or are you actually resting and recharging? For me, it's physical activity. And, um, so that has really played into, you know, we, we've had to really work between the two of us to make sure that we each are having time to recharge and to, to, to do what we need to do. And that sometimes means sacrificing something that I want to do for when he needs to go or, you know, vice versa. And you've been really good about that. Um, you know, sacrificing time for me. Yeah. Well, and (laughs) covering for each other. Yeah. Wayne Cadero in his book, leading on empty offers some really good systems around what we're talking about. Um, but there's one particular section where he talks about nights impacted by ministry. And I thought this was really good. You can, you can read about it in his book or, you know, we can offer it here, but the the principle being he and his wife set up a system that they were both in agreement to. Mm. And, and when you're in agreement with something on advance, it removes some of the stress later when the person, when one of you actually, you know, yeah, that's really makes good. those commitments because yeah. you've already committed. It's like, you know, deciding ahead of time where you're going to spend your money. It feels peaceful when you spend the money because right. you already agreed to it. So yep. same with your time. And they came up with a system where if, if one night a week, was impacted by ministry, that was great. Two nights a week impacted by ministry was okay. Three nights a week impacted by ministry was fine, but only with express permission. So they had a conversation. They had a conversation in it. Yeah. And then four nights impacted by ministry. The rule was there must be a better way. Hmm. Now your numbers might be different. Your approach might be different. The principle is it was agreed to in advance. Right. And then within those parameters, they were allowed to spend the time. Yeah. And so that that's a weekly rhythm and agreement. We think your, you know, your family can can come yeah. around and be in be in alignment on. So then when the time gets spent and agreed to, it's not stressful. Now, if you need to redo your agreement or if you need to redo your commitment we're going to talk about monthly here in a second but yeah. but you know then you need to redo it but the point being is it should bring a level of peace because it's discussed about in advance yeah and i think it you know i think that sounds really good and then you you make the the commitment and you say you know yeah you can be gone you know, three, three <laughs> nights this week. That's fine. Um, I think then the rubber really meets the road when you have to, you know, you're home with the kids and maybe one of them's sick and, and you said, okay, yes, go. And then they're gone. Yeah. Um, I know I've had to really keep myself in check. Um, uh, in our context, it's like a, a trip. So I, Hey, can I go to West Virginia in the f- second week in December? And I said, yes, go that would be awesome. I want you to <laughs> be there. This is a real example. This is a real, <laughs> this is a real example. Yes. I want you to be there. Um, Hey, can I go and record, you know, um, some stuff? Can I, this weekend? Yes, you can go. And then looking at the calendar, it was like, Oh man, I said yes to those things. And now that is really rough, like the timing and the busyness. And, but I had to kind of like regain my composure and go, it's okay. Like we committed to this and, um, you know, we're, we're going to talk about some, some, you know, things that maybe I need during that time. Um, (laughs) we are, (laughs) we are (laughs) at the time this comes out, this will already be, it'll be all taken care of, (laughs) but 
what I mean is like you, it, you can, it's really easy to say yes sometimes, but then to kind of come back around and, right. and, and almost resent the yes. And so I feel like that's something that you really have to be careful and watch for. Well, yeah. Um, because that's, that is where the beginning of like long-term resentment can right, begin. Right. And that's where that's going to start to get really ugly. My greatest trump card that I own is the fact that I told you when we were dating what I wanted to do someday in ministry in regards to travel and stuff. And I may not have been a lot of things, but I have been consistent. <laughs> I also <laughs> let you know that I was very, I liked very nice things. Yeah, and I also have been very consistent. <laughs> problem. <laughs> okay, moving along. Um, we got a couple more uh, monthly yep. rhythms. Uh um, I'll save it for some of our coaching spaces to talk about um, living your life off, a, off of a dashboard. But I do believe you need to have some mechanism in your life um, where you you know the dials you're looking at yeah. and how you're monitoring them. Um, but I think that the principle around monthly is really simple. We need a monthly review time. So if, if weekly yep. was rest, you know, monthly is about review. Yeah. And you, I, I really feel like this is where you go. Okay. Where are we at right now? Right. Do we like where we're at right now? Are we good? Are we, do we like the decisions we've made? And then where are we going? And are the decisions that we're making moving us towards there? You know, I think a lot about like, it, it's the same with time and money. So it's sometimes easier to think in terms of money, like how are we spending our money? Where's our budget at? And, and are we moving towards our goals? So, you know, do we have this savings that we want? Are we moving towards buying what we want to buy or saving or giving or like, it's easier to think in terms of money, but it's really the same in right. time. You know, are we, have we spent enough time together this month? Have we, um, do I know you better now than I did even a month ago? Um, do I, you know, I, I think this is so important when you have, preteens or teenagers, because <laughs> I feel like they're changing monthly. And so, um, you and I have really had a lot of conversations about like, I feel like this is what Zane needs in this moment, in this time. I feel like, um, you know, like we need a little less this than a little more this. And we've been able to kind of adjust how we parent even by checking in with each other. And, and, you know, I mean, at one point I was really frustrated just with how I was really unable to communicate right. with Zane. And so we talked about, you know, kind of you helped me shift my perspective on how I needed to communicate with her. And I really have seen the fruit of that, be able to like kind of spend different time with her and, and talk to her a little bit differently right. as she's entering into these teenage years. And I think it's really made a big difference in my relationship with her. Right. Um, so what we're proposing here is a monthly review time yeah. mm -hmm. where you just simply ask yourself, how have we been doing mm -hmm. and where are we headed? And, and this, you know, you, you, do have it regularly. To, you have to do it personally for yourself, but I think we're talking about your marriage. This is like yeah. baller status to do yeah. with your spouse, because if you can, if you can get on the same page, this is where, you know, I've, I've said this before, but like you are, you're constantly as a person growing and changing and you don't marry someone with the intention of them changing, but we all change. Right. And so if you, the best that we can do to grow and change together and towards the same things, right. um, the better shot we have at making it through the, the stresses yep. of life. We just see too many 
couples in ministry set it and forget it. So yeah. you sort of set a direction and then you never revisit it. And, right. and that's where, like you're saying, resentment has a chance to mm-hmm. grow. Okay. Let's talk about quarterly for a second. Um, I think quarterly rhythms offer us a chance for recreation, for fun. And we have really used this to our advantage, especially in busy seasons. Yeah. We will put something on the calendar about quarterly that is absolutely unmovable. Yeah. In other words, our kids and our families are going to feel a lot of the flex of ministry throughout the weeks and throughout the months. You know, they're, they're going to be asked to give up time with mom and dad for ministry and it's okay. You know, it's, it, it, if you do it right, you know, they're, they'll be okay. You can bring, you bring them along for bring the along, journey, yeah. but that still means that they're, but you they, know, they still with need, you, right? yeah, but they still need time where they're first. Yeah. And so we've been, we've used at times a quarterly rhythm of putting something on the calendar that is unmovable and fun. Mm-hmm. I remember one season years ago, it was going to be a busy fall and we put on uh, the calendar that Zane could take a friend overnight to Great Wolf Lodge. Yeah. And man, we milked that sucker. <laughs> I know. We, for and weeks. honestly, I hate Great Wolf Lodge. So it was like a massive <laughs> sacrifice, but I know it was the only thing she wanted. So, <laughs> well, I mean, it was, you know, it's a couple hundred bucks. So it yeah. wasn't cheap. No. Um, but she knew it was on the calendar. Mm-hmm. She got to bring her best friend. We milked that sucker like mm-hmm. uh, just three weeks until Great Wolf Lodge, one week, you know. And what it was showing her was that she had a moment where she was going to be priority. Right. And, um, you know, it was great. We all came home with, with colds from it. We did. Yeah. So part of the reason we don't great. like it, but point, point being is but she had is, a blast. She had a blast. You know, currently it's been a busy fall again, but we have a trip down to see uncle Scott in Southern California, mm-hmm. you know, at Christmas that she's excited about. We've, we've put that out there. So yeah. just saying that, that quarterly you can create some moments where, um, you're, your kids know that they are first mm-hmm. and, and, and that, that can get you through some of the busiest. And then the last thing we're going to offer are just annual rhythms of, of rest. I think you need to be able to look at your whole year and know when are we going to rest this year for some extended periods. Now, yeah. again, everybody has different time available to them for this, but I really believe you and your family and your marriage uh, need something quarterly I really believe that if, even if it's a long weekend yeah, or if it's a full week or if it's a full sabbatical, whatever, whatever you got available to you, I think that we need to be looking at, you know, kind of an annual rhythm by way of quarters. So just to give you a picture, what we've targeted the last few years and depending on where ministry was, sometimes we've, we've really indulged in these and sometimes we've really had to skimp on them, but, but right. we've done something like this for the last few years. Um, try to take uh, some extended time off in the early summer, as well as uh, the Christmas time. Yeah, that that is family time. That is time away. I mean, one year in June we did a full on three to four week sabbatical. Yeah. Whereas uh, this year was very short. You know, right. just with the season ministry was in. But but something uh, in the summer, budding up to Fourth of July and Christmas for us, um, we really focus on that. And then we try to do something in the spring and the fall. Now it works out that spring's spring break. Right. And so we really try to do something meaningful as a family. So spring break is about family. Mm-hmm. Uh, our anniversary is in the fall. So we usually take some sort of uh, anniversary trip in the fall. That's just us. Right. So if you hear that, you know, what, what, if we were to do it 
in a year, you know, there, there, there's, a, there's holiday time in there. There's sabbatical time in there. There's a, a marriage, you know, vacation or retreat, and there's a family vacation or retreat yeah. in there. And I have found that has kept us healthy yeah. over the years. Now, again, sometimes they were longer or shorter, but the principle has sort of stood for us the last several years and mm-hmm. it's been beneficial to us. Just so I know going into the year, um, like we've got it all covered yeah, and, and we know what the dates are when they're not going to be left to chance. You know, it's, well, it's I a think rhythm. That's, that's the really important thing is that like, that's the whole point is we're not leaving it to chance. We're not saying like, yeah, um, Honestly, even if you're like, if you, even if you can't go somewhere for a whole week, like right. you can maybe send the kids to the grandparents for four days right. and, you know, maybe, you know, doing stuff around the house or just being together at the house and doing a staycation, just the two of you, right. like it doesn't always have to be expensive, but the point is, right. is to be intentional. So like we have now the chance it's a whole new year. And you're looking at the year from the beginning and you have the chance to be intentional about planning, you know, like look at the year and see kind of, this is what we did is we looked at the year and we saw when the bald spots were. So it was like, you know, summer was like a natural, like stopping point for us. That's right. And Christmas is a natural, like, you know, nobody's having you in to speak between Christmas and New Year's. Right. 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 So we, we, we went with it. We said, okay, this is a natural time for us to have some downtime. So we're going to maximize that and we're going to utilize it. And I think the important thing too, is that we really, really fight for, um, time with our kids and then also time, just the two of us. And I know you said that, but I think you have to, you have to make sure that you're being intentional about it because it's really easy, especially when you have young kids or, you know, maybe even when they're growing and they're almost out of the house, it's easy to, to want them with you all the time, but it's, it's in the value of, of setting aside time, just the two of you where you really reconnect and like, I know most of the time, um, even if it's just a vacation for us and it's not like a, a dreaming and planning meeting, right. uh, we always come away with fresh vision for what's going to happen next within our family and our ministry, because right. we're taking the time to reconnect and be together. And, um, we fight for that now. Like it is yep. something that we will not go without because it is so valuable. And I really feel like if you want longevity in ministry, you have to fight for these things. Yep. And again, like we said, you may not have complete control over your schedule in terms of like, you're not setting the church calendar, but there's going to be bald spots right. that happen every year um, or times where, you know, like, and, and honestly, maybe this takes a conversation with your pastor to say like, when is the best time for me to do this? Yeah, this good. is what very I want to do to make sure that my family's strong. And I, and it goes back to the needs versus wants. We all want to go to Greece for four weeks, right? Like, I mean, at least I do. I don't know if anybody else wants to come with me, but I want to go to Greece so bad for like four weeks. That's not necessarily realistic. So that's maybe a want. It's not a need, but what I do need is that like we went to New York this year for our anniversary and I needed some time just the two of us to reconnect, especially after having, you know, a young baby, in the house and everything like it was very important to me that we got away this right. year. So I think just being in tune with like what you actually need uh, yeah, versus what you want is really important. Last thing that we'll say is it's important to just have eyes on the dashboard of your life and your family. Yeah. You know, you, you could be here doing relatively well 
and um, you know, you just need to put some gas in the tank and and you're good to go. And if so, that's that's great. That's wonderful. Yeah. You could also be listening to this today with a check engine light on. And what I would say is if the check engine light is on for your family, you need to you need to take it into the shop. You need to get right. a coach, you need to go to a counselor, you need mm-hmm. to get help. We all know you can drive with the check engine light on for a little bit. It's possible. You just don't want to. Right. Because one of two things will happen. Um, you'll either break down at an inopportune time and it'll be at a moment that's not convenient. Right. Uh, or uh, when you break down, it'll damage other parts of the car. Right. And you it's just... It's more costly to fix. Much more costly to fix in that case. And so if the check engine light is on, can we ask you in 2023 to... to Take a minute and go get to the shop and work on this stuff. It'll be it'll be worth it. It'll be worth your time. It'll be worth investment in it. It'll be worth the effort put into it. Because we truly believe that your family and your ministry life can be healthy in 2023. Yeah, absolutely. We we firmly believe it. And let me just say this: we're so excited in 2023. We're opening up a new um, avenue of coaching. And that is going to be around family and ministry. Yeah. If this is a conversation we can enter into with you in a structured way, in a helpful way, reach out through our website or through social yeah. media. We would love to walk with you and your family to set up some great family and ministry rhythms for yeah. 2023. So, hey, that is a wrap on season five of oh the Leading goodness. Second podcast. Crazy. It is the honor of a lifetime yeah. uh, that we get to bring conversations like this uh, to you uh, every single year. Season six will be back in a few weeks. I cannot believe I'm saying that. It's so crazy. But to the thousands and thousands of you who listen every single week, uh, just know we love you. Yeah. We pray for you. We're thankful for you. You are the answer to prayer. And I pray that these uh, seeds sown will be a harvest in yeah. your life this year as you um, faithfully serve in ministry. So Leading Second, we love you. Until next time, let's run strong for the kingdom and lead in an uncommon way together. God bless you. Thank you so much for joining us today. To find the episode guide, visit our website at leadingsecond.com slash podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram at Leading Second. And if you're looking to connect with other second chair leaders, be sure to join us in the Leading Second Collective on Facebook.